sports really too often is seen as, you know, our country's most popular form of entertainment, as something that is just fun, right? We often attach um, the, it's sort of a death knell to call something fun because if it's fun, it can't, it can't, be, it can't be important. But what we find is that sports is, is more than sports. Sports is really the vehicle through which so many young people um, get an opportunity, the gateway to, to further opportunities in their life. This is your host, Leanne Alfaro. On this episode of Moneda Moves, we are speaking with Mario Argote, Chief Marketing Officer of Us Sports helping bring sports to underprivileged communities. He calls it a gateway to further opportunities, opportunities like new skills, networks, and even mindset. It's especially a game changer for those who don't have access today. Sports are a big part of US popular culture and can be a formative part of our children's education curriculum. But whether or not they have the privilege to partake in it depends on a variety of factors. Among them, money. Let me paint a picture for you. More than 80% of children from higher income families participate in sports. Meanwhile, less than 60% of children from lower income families making less than 30,000 a year take part. That's according to the Pew Research Center. And that comes as little surprise given that schools serving a high percentage of students in poverty are less likely to offer sports. Up to Us Sports, which is sponsored by Adidas, is a nonprofit on a mission to address these socioeconomic disparities, often taking place in people of color communities. Today, we discuss how the organization is providing solutions with people in these neighborhoods, and we hear from a trained mentor coach, as well as a volunteer helping programs run more efficiently. We speak about the impact these volunteers have on kids in areas of need, how that program impacts their professional advancement, and how they facilitate connection through community. This episode was sponsored by Adidas, which is also a partner of Up to Us Sports. And without further ado, on to today's episode. No te lo quieres perder. Mario, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on the show, Leanne. I really appreciate it. Can you start by telling us about Up to Us Sports, its mission to address under-resourced urban communities? Well, Up to Us Sports was, was born from the belief that all children, regardless of socioeconomic circumstances, should have the opportunity to play sports and have a coach in their corner who inspires them not only to reach their potential in sports, but in life. But Leanne, as we know, uh, not all youth have that, that opportunity equally. So in 2010, Up to Us Sports created the country's first and only national service program for sports and coaches in the country. And with it launched what, um, what's come to be known as the field uh, sports-based youth development, uh, which combines the best practices from the mentoring field with youth sports. Sports for you, Mario, what impact has it had in your life? Well, I, I love playing sports and played it really for much of my youth. 
and in in a couple of cases, sports really did um, save me. There were you know many times in my life in which just being a part of a team, getting a chance to play a sport that I wanted to play, was you know really made the difference in in my life. And so, getting an opportunity to to work for an organization like Uptown Sports, whose main goal is to grow access to sports. That to me was was heaven because it gave me a chance to give back and to help kids gain gain access to the very vehicle sports that helped me in my life. So so sports, you know, to me has always been more than sports. And getting an opportunity to to work for an organization that believes that and that is working every day to to make sure that kids have kids in low income communities have the same opportunities as every other kid to get the benefits from sport and to have a caring coach in their corner who can help them really be the best that they can be that's you know who can ask for anything more when we focus on the kind of communities that up to us sports is serving what do these demographics look like so our focus has been from the beginning uh, of the program um, to work in in low income urban communities. So, I mean, fifty percent of our of the kids in our programs are African American kids. Uh, Thirty about thirty three percent are Hispanic, and again, these are kids who are who are living in in low low income communities and um, have less access to sports um, for no fault of their own. When we take a step back and we take a look at right now the status of our country who gets access today to sports who who is able to have access to all of these resources to the after school programs and and then potentially to be able to do it professionally like so many resources other important and critical resources in our in our communities the kids who get the most opportunities to play sports are the ones who were lucky enough to be born into um, more affluent uh, communities and and families and the the difference is pretty stark. Um, and so for us, this has really become a question of social justice because sports really too often is seen as, you know, our country's most popular form of entertainment as something that is just fun, right? We often attach um, the sort of a death knell to call something fun because if it's fun, it can't it can't be it can't be important. But what we find is that sports is is more than sports. Sports is really the vehicle through which so many young people um, get an opportunity, the gateway to to further opportunities in their life. Let's speak a little bit more specifically about how you're serving both children and young adults, because you mentioned that these are the two key two key age demographics that you're serving here. What kind of opportunities do kids get specifically? So they they go to school up to a sports gives them what kind of opportunities? Just an opportunity to play sports and then to have a caring, highly trained coach in their corner, a coach who is from the very community in which they're coaching. And the reason that's important is that these are coaches, in many cases, the coaches who are coaching in our program were kids in the very programs in which they're coaching. So these are really credible messengers um, for these kids who understand the community context in which they're coaching. So they're getting a caring adult who's, who's highly trained in what we talked about earlier, sports-based youth development. And these are coaches who 
are getting a, a skill set that really puts them in a position to use to get the best out of sports and to help kids grow again, not just athletically, but but personally. On the topic of of coaches, I, we saw a really great stat from up to us sports, which is that seventy percent of the coaches come from the communities they serve, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But that's so very important to get somebody that can speak to um, kids as they receive these opportunities in their culture, so to speak, in their community, and understands the realities that they go through their day to day. And now let's talk about specifically the roles that young adults play with Up to Us Sports. You mentioned two main functions, mentor coaches, and also AmeriCorps-supported Up to Us Sports Vista volunteers. You know, we see both of those roles as capacity builders. So for example, for every coach that we place in a Up to Us Sports member program, that program can serve up to 100 more kids. And, of you know, when we talk about our Vistas, these are young people who are who are working every day to to help that program run more efficiently and effectively, right? So we talked earlier about marketing support, fundraising support, research. These are really important roles in an organization which help that that program run more smoothly and help serve more kids. For these mentor coaches, what kind of opportunities are made available to them because of their experience with Up to Us Sports? Well, in, in our program, for example, 44% um, of our coaches, Leanne, were, were, were offered and assumed a, a staff position, either part-time or full-time, within the sports-based youth development sector. And an additional 31% entered the workforce outside of the, of the sports-based youth development sector. So as you can see, these are coaches who are moving, in many cases, from a sort of first professional opportunity into another after they, they serve with us. And one of the things that we have committed to do is to help our coaches even more with a career readiness initiative that we've launched to help our coaches with everything from resume building to interview skills. Because one of the things that often doesn't get talked about is social capital and the importance of, of developing connections so that, you can, so that you can then move on to the next step. And um, sports is a great way uh, to do that. As Mario illustrates, the work that mentor coaches do on the field and training they receive has an impact on multiple levels, not only creating change for kids, but also up-leveling with new skill sets for coaches themselves. Serving as an up-to-us sports coach in Huntington Beach, California, Diana Luna shares more about her role serving a part of the Oakview community, which is majority Hispanic, and increasing access to sports for children. Diana, thank you so much for being with us here. Um, can you talk to me about what you do in your role as a mentor coach? Um, yes, I lead about 20 to 30 fourth graders, sometimes middle school, depending on whether it's the recess program or after school program. And we provide them with various enrichment activities such as like sports, homework help, or even teaching them curriculum and just providing the students a safe and like second home for them to come to. And could you describe to me the exact community that you serve and what the demographic of the community is there? We mainly serve the Oakview community in Huntington Beach, and I know when everyone thinks about Huntington Beach, they don't really think about 
the community that needs the most help here, the most outreach. But there is um, a pocket in Huntington Beach, which is the Oakview community, where a lot of the community does need a lot of help. And it consists of mainly high Hispanic population, a lot of them being first generation and low income students. And there's a lot of like gang and um, lack of recreational space here as well. So uh, you, you mentioned the lack of recreational space. How do the activities that you do, how do they provide this space uh, for, for kids to kind of be able to expand in, in sports, but also other activities? Our main objective here is sports. We make sure we teach them different sports that they never even heard of. Like just recently, we taught a lot of our kids how to play tennis and none of them were like, oh, I've never played tennis my whole life. We play a lot of dodgeball. Our kids love that. And a lot of kids even come back. We have a lot of middle school volunteers that come just for the sports because they they don't have that space to play anywhere else. That's huge. Um, and why did you personally decide to become a coach? What drew you to it? I personally grew up in after school programs. My mom um, is a single parent. And if it wasn't for my coach when I was in middle school, I don't think I would want to be a coach. But she was someone that was inspirational to me. And I still think about, and I'm almost 24, many years out of middle school. And I just hope I could give that impact to another student, even if it's just one, and giving them that safe space as well. In terms of the coach, the actual training that you received to become a coach, can you describe that to us? What was it like? Up to Us Sports gives us Coach Institute training, and basically we have four levels of training, and they teach us about different kinds of things, whether it's trauma sensitivity, um, how to build a positive environment, and they even have extracurriculums for us, like um, the Adidas Keep Girls in Sports initiative. And on the other end, what kind of impact are you seeing this have on the, on the kids in the community? Do you get to see some of that? Yeah, definitely. Like if I circle back to with the middle schoolers, like a lot of them, you can tell this is a second home for them and they really get to experience things out of sight of their social circumstances, their economical circumstances. They get to see new things. Some, some of the kids here, they, we live in Huntington Beach, but they've never been to the beach before and we take them for their first time and it's literally so magical because it's down the street for them, but they've never gotten the opportunity to go there. And a lot of these kids find new confidence as well. Since they're trying new things, they don't know that they're good at soccer or dodgeball. They don't know that they're a great artist, but right here they find the opportunity and that confidence. In your role, it sounds like you're able to open a lot of doors for younger kids. And so I'm curious, as you look into what doors you might open next with this newfound skill set and these newfound experiences, what do you think that looks like for you? I personally am going to try to continue to serve this community for as long as I can. Um, I do eventually want to go to graduate school, so that will be my next step. And with my educational stipend, I definitely am going to be able to afford it and to do it with the support I have here. That's amazing. I'm so excited that you're you're looking into into higher education as well, but to also continue to do the root of what you've been doing, which is serving the community. Thanks so much for sharing, Diana.
While Diana focuses on the groundwork with the community, there are also what is known in the Up To Us sports community as capacity builders. These are people helping make programs more efficient and building strong foundations. Joining us on the line is Emily Murtaugh, an AmeriCorps-supported Up To Us sports VISTA volunteer. Thank you so much for joining us, Emily. Would love to learn a little bit more about what you do in your role. Can you just tell us for everyone listening what it is that you do on your day-to-day? Yeah, thanks. So in nonprofit organizations, there are roles that are direct service and there are roles that are indirect service. So um, in layman terms, an example of this in schools, there are teachers that provide the direct service to the, the students. And then there are the administrators who track attendance, talk to parents, so on and so forth. Um, so in my role as a VISTA, I provide the indirect service that helps the long-term goals at my host site, which is Woodcraft Rangers. Um, so on a day-to-day, I can be found analyzing data for projects, talking to alumni about their experience in Woodcraft Rangers, um, making newsletters and flyers for our staff, um, so many different things. So that's a little bit about what I do on a day-to-day at Woodcraft or Emily, can you share with us why you decided to become a VISTA volunteer? What drew you to it? I've always been attracted to the AmeriCorps program. I knew friends in college who were doing AmeriCorps. And so VISTA seemed really um, attractive because not only did I get to um, serve in in my community, I grew up in LA and that's where I'm at right now. And so I got to serve a really great nonprofit organization. Um, but I also got to gain professional development skills with Up To Us, and I got an education stipend at the end of my year of service. Um, so all around, it was really a, a great opportunity for me. But also, um, growing up, I always knew that I wanted to work in a space centered around youth. I um, love working with young people and being in that kind of space, and so Currently, while I don't have direct interaction with, with the young people that we serve, um, I am passionate about about that. And so being able to see the other side of, of operations, so being able to see how a nonprofit runs its day-to-day is really interesting to me because um, I know what it's like to be a part of those kind of organizations. Like in direct service, I've worked in museums, I've worked in um a youth crisis shelter. So I've had a lot of experiences in direct service. And so now I was really intrigued to learn more about how do they get their funding and what kind of data do they measure or in all of those topics that, um, you know, are the backbone of nonprofit. And when we talk about impact, I'd love to take a look at the kind of work and, and feedback that you've gotten based on it. I know that you mentioned earlier uh, before this recording that during the pandemic, you played a crucial role in connecting some of these communities that otherwise would have been disconnected to resources via mobile technology. Yeah. So during the pandemic, my host site sent, uh, started a program called Birch and it sent caregivers can enroll for free um, for this program that sends text messages in both English and Spanish to our families and it can send Uh, sports activities and something we call bright spots and caregiver connections. Um, But the main goal is during this time is to make sure that families um, have access to being able to move their body and um, have fun even while they're at home. We know that um, from during the pandemic, parents were the 
could be potentially the primary teacher for many of our young people. So we wanted to enable those caregivers to to have the resources um, and not be at a disadvantage due to lack of resources. And that's absolutely huge. So uh, commend you on your work there um, to be able to bring these kind of resources to these under-resourced communities, uh, especially during a time when we were all uh, in isolation, a little bit more disconnected uh, for people that that couldn't afford to have it. Um, This is absolutely a crucial role. This focus on community is definitely a thread that we're seeing throughout the mission of of Up to Us Sports and definitely in, in your own as well. When you're thinking about ways to build a strong program and and ways to build strong relationships with your community, what does it take to do that? I think at the base, it takes people who are driven and passionate and determined to to work towards the mission of the organization or to work towards the goal of equity and um, the the key line for Vista is reducing, you know, eliminating poverty. That's what the, the goal, the out, out objective of, of Vista is to do. And, you know, that seems like a big, a big task, but with each individual person, you're working towards that. And so I think towards building that strong program, it includes um, people who are dedicated from, from whatever walk of life that might be. I know for me personally, um, I acknowledge that I am of mixed background, so I am both white and Latina. And when I go into clubs or go and work with young people, they don't really necessarily see that as part of my identity because of, because of who I am and where I position myself in in the world. And I also know and acknowledge that my experience is probably very different than a lot of the the students that that I work with or that I, I that my program. Um, interacts with. And so I think for me, um, it's a lot about the passion and acknowledging where I come from and who I am to help build that strong program. Mario, we've heard from two integral pieces that are the backbone to up to us sports, the mentor coaches and the Vista volunteers. What do you hope children take away from their engagement with up to us sports? Well, I've loved for them to, to feel like they had a caring adult in their corner, in in the person of a coach mentor who really did want the best for them and who inspired them to be the best. I also would love them to come out just more practically from the program with certain life skills that we talked about, these social emotional learning uh, components that that really will, will help them succeed, again, not just in sports, but in life. And my hope for ultimately for them is that they just feel like someone actually saw them and was there for them and that they had fun along the way. And now I also want to touch on something that we were talking about earlier, which is the fact that, as you said, sports is beyond itself, the kind of opportunities, the kind of doors that it opens for people. How does sports impact quality of life at large? Well, I think the first thing everybody think about when it comes to sports is physical fitness, right? That you want to you want to make sure that the kids have access to sports because it'll get them moving and that's really important um no question about it but i think we too often still to this day in our culture culture separate um the mind and the body as though you could as though you could do that um and not have any any repercussions from it and so i, I think 
what we need to start thinking about in this country, we continue to labor under this, this um, incorrect idea that, that sports is just fun, that it's frivolous, and it's not. Sport is, is deeply essential uh, and critical in the lives of kids, uh, not only to their physical health, but their mental health, and the two are really tied. And sport, and I think we've seen that even over the course of, of this past year, you heard a little bit from, from Emily and Diana um, and, and, what this, and the challenges of this year and the way that our coaches, for example, stepped up. Um, even though they couldn't be there with their kids in person, they were there every day virtually, helping them with their homework, helping them still practice their sports skills, whether it be in their living room uh, or their bedrooms. And, and, um, so, um, and ultimately, sports can help kids and communities heal. And I feel like that's more important now than ever before. So we really want uh, to make sure that that we are we are increasing sports, which, in my opinion, is one of the most powerful social policy tools this country has to address the challenges facing our youth and the opportunities. Absolutely. And so something else that you mentioned is the the impact on the mental well-being, which is increasingly becoming a a topic of discussion in sports, but it transcends so many different fields. And in terms of just being able to get up and wake up every single day, mental health is so important. It, it really is. And, and you heard from Diana, one of our great coach mentors, that one of the things that up to us sports coaches get is really in-depth training in what we call trauma-sensitive coach training. So really understanding that some of the young people that you're going to be working with are, not, I mean, they're, they're certainly resilient and that um, we see all the time, but they're also facing all kinds of stressors, um, be it, you know, violence in their communities, drugs, et cetera. And so, and now on top of that, we have to deal with COVID and in the communities in which we're working and we know that the health disparities are also pretty significant. And so um, our coaches, because of the training they're getting, are really well positioned to help kids begin to heal. Um, and that, I think, is the opportunity that sports presents, particularly in the hands of a, of a trained coach. And I want to close here just by bringing uh, a couple of different threads together, focusing on the future, future growth. Of, of not only coaches, but the communities that they impact. Adidas being a sponsor, how is it helping you kind of move to the next step and, and fuel that growth in the communities that you serve? Well, Adidas has been amazing. And what, I think, you know, part of what we've really been talking about here today is evening the playing field, right? We've talked a lot about the fact that in this country, you still have a population of kids who don't get the same access. But when you're talking about that, it's not just a question of, 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 a socioeconomic question, but it's also a gender question. And one of the things Adidas is really doing and has been at the forefront um, is helping to make sure that we are recruiting more girls into sport and that we're retaining more girls into sport. And they're doing that through their Keep Girls in Sports initiative, which is partnered with our She Changes the Game initiative, which is all about increasing opportunities for women to coach. And the reason this is also important is because when you give girls a a role model that looks like them, you're more apt to, to recruit them into sports and to keep them in sports. And the same applies, um, which is why I think it's so important that the coaches in our program, the majority of them come from the very communities in which they coach and reflect the population of kids that they're coaching. That is important because it's 
it's it's when you see someone who looks like you, who shares your experience, you're 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 more likely to relate and connect. And that's what we want to do ultimately with kids. We want to make sure that we're really there for them, connecting with them in some very deep ways, um, so that so that we can help instill in them the the skills that um, are going to help them again, not just in sports, but to get to that next step in their lives. Mario, thank you so much for sharing more about what Up to Us Sports does, the the obviously very deep impact that you have in the communities and how it really transcends from both the educators to the kids and their families as well. A special thank you to the Up to Us Sports team, including Mario, Diana, and Emily for sharing their work on the ground and behind the scenes to help kids gain access to sports. To learn more about Up to Us Sports, you can visit uptous.org.